We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What up, what up? Welcome in to a post-game edition of Green with Envy. As always, this is your boy Will Weir checking in. How you doing? How you living? Not the usual tempo, not the usual energy. Y'all know what we're about to get into. And to help us do that, of course, joining me as he does each and every time. Best friend, co-host, and the coach of our podcast. The one and only Greg Menakis, my guy. Where do we start? Dude, I've said this a lot this year, but the Celtics just like aren't that good. Um, I wrote an article on Celtics blog earlier in the year about how um, you know we kind of had to readjust our expectations as a fan base when we got off to this great start, you know, number one team in the league, best offense of all time. We're thinking that we should be like rivaling the 86 Celtics and, you know, the 96 Bulls and all this stuff. And I'm, I'm looking at this team and I'm like, you know what? They're probably just not that good and that's okay. They could still be a really successful team in the playoffs if they learn some lessons. Unfortunately, they just don't know how to learn a fucking lesson. They all should be in detention after this game, doing extra tutoring. They need to get um, that coach from from Mighty Ducks 2, the one that takes over for Gordon Bombay and, like, does the change him up line, you know what I mean? And <laughs> the woman just takes over the team. Like, they need a new coach. They need something. They need new energy. Something, I don't know what man. the fuck is wrong. It's, with uh, it's it's all off, man. It's 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 really off. And, you know, you can see a few of the, the chats we got coming in here. Nobody's really feeling feeling great after that 119 to 150 loss to an embedless Philadelphia 76ers on your home court and you know you hit on a couple things as you're going through that Greg you know and we we I, I we we collectively I think we mentioned we've mentioned this throughout the season I don't know if there's a great team in the NBA this team is not great this team is good they are not great they are not a great very team. very flawed and, you know, I think this spoke to a lot of the, you know, this has been one of my biggest issues with this team. And it's something I've been, I've been kind of harping on all year is that championship teams learn from their mistakes. They make mistakes, they fail and they learn and they find new ways to, to kind of overcome and yada, 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 all that, all that shit. This team doesn't fucking do that. <laughs> it's really, 
really frustrating. And, and that's why yesterday, you know, when we were going through and doing kind of our preview with Adam, you know, that's where that game five against Atlanta mm-hmm. hit me so hard watching yeah. that collapse because it just, it, it just went to show that I, I can't take this team seriously. Now, here's the thing. This is game one. We're going to overreact. It's mm-hmm. going to feel like the sky is falling. They very much are. I, I, I'm, I still think they're going to win the series. As dumb as that feels to say in this exact moment as we're recording, <laughs> I would still bet that they're going to win this series. And I know how stupid that sounds. Like my brain is mad at myself right now for, for putting those words into the mic that they're going to win this series. I still think they are, but it's it's the crap like this. Why you just can't take them that seriously? This is this is why everyone kind of has that lingering doubt of they can't you can't just buy into themselves because they keep doing they they keep doing what they did tonight, man. And you know we're, we're playing the Sixers in, in Doc Rivers. They play with their meat, man. They play with their meat when they shouldn't have. <laughs> they looked they looked at the sun for too long and they fucking dropped the game. They got they got some hairy palms right now. Like yeah, dude. Um, I just think, you know, I, I don't know where to start. I guess we could start with some positives. Marcus Smart was really good in the fourth quarter. Um, I was a little bit worried about him when he went out with the, the, with the chest, chest, in, yeah, with the chest injury. Um, weird, yeah. yeah, but he was awesome in the fourth quarter. He was probably the, the most reliable, best player on the court for the Celtics in that fourth quarter. Uh, still, Real quick, just because we're going to hop around all over on this one. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think Mark, I, I, and I, this is where it gets tough because I think there's a lot of things to go. I think Marcus was great in that fourth quarter. I think he should have gone up for that last shot instead of trying to slip it into to Tatum mm-hmm. on that on that last. Yeah, game. I mean, you can I mean, it's, that, it's, it's, that's, it's, that's a, that's a, a play call, though. That's what I'm saying. It's a yeah. it's a nitpick, but that was just something I just just was thinking about after after I was thinking Marcus was was the only guy I trusted really in the fourth quarter. Yeah. No, I mean, th- th- it's not on Marcus on that play, though. I mean, just look at the possession before when nobody wanted to take a shot. And then at the end of the I, shot, I, I, I can't, I'm not even ready to talk about how fucking. Well, bad we got to talk was. about it, dude. That's yeah. what that's why we're here, bro. That's why we're here. I mean, we passed up three or four shots uh, all open. And then Brogdon decides at the last second with the shot clock clearly running out that he's just going to throw the ball to the top of the key. I, maybe he saw Tatum like he saw the the jersey flash behind him. He's smart. was also sort of in that area. But he throws the ball to the worst possible place, to Tyrese Maxey, who's – why is Tyrese Maxey just standing there? Like <laughs> he shouldn't have been there in the first place, right? So he's just standing. He catches the ball. He just starts running. He's looking back. Everybody in the Celtics has their hands up like, what the fuck just happened? Maxey almost stops his dribble like, oh, the shot clock must have gone off. Yeah. Nobody moved. And then he lays it up, and that was pretty much the game. But then, dude, the thing that pissed me off the most in this fourth quarter, now I'm going, now I'm, now I'm fired Just up. go, let it, let it fly. This is what we're all here it's, for. You know, every, everybody's firing off. Like Missoula, bro. Al Horford on, on James Harden in that fourth quarter. Like, what the fuck are we doing? We, we didn't get the ball out of Harden's hands more than like one time in that fourth quarter. That was when Paul Reed had those two free throws when he took the ball yeah. off the short roll. But in general, like it was clear we couldn't switch Horford onto Harden, right? We, we kept sitting and drop. Um, Harden kept dominating that. We kept trying to go over he the hit screens. The same three point shot with that screen. I don't know how many threes did he hit tonight? He, at least four or five of them were that same exact shot every single time. Yeah. And I mean, Harden was awesome. We can get there in he a was, second. Yeah. But 
I mean, Missoula, you've got to make an adjustment either schematically or to your lineup. And like Al Horford clearly was the guy you didn't want to be covering James Harden. You have other options, especially when Joel Embiid's not on the other side. They have nobody that's going to dominate you on the boards. Go small, bro. Put in Derek White. Like go, go Tatum at center. Do something different. Go Grant Williams. Like you got to do something different than just leave Al Horford out there. And then in that last play, Every just like we all knew Trey Young was going to take that 30 footer against Jalen Brown, every single person in the building and that was watching knew James Harden was going to go step back on at Horford. I, I was surprised it wasn't a four point play. Yeah, I mean, also just watching Harden shoots, I, I'm, I'm it's pretty impressive that he doesn't get fouled on every three point shot that he takes. The way that he like his legs, like it is, I think it is actually for the most part his natural shooting motion lends itself to to getting that three point that three point and one call, but it, it was, it seems really hard that he doesn't get it almost on every shot, but you know, dude, with that same play call and you know, with, with Paul Reed, maybe a little bit differently, but even, even with him, it's not, but like PJ Tucker set a lot of those screens tonight, mm-hmm. make PJ Tucker, make a fucking play. Like just leave him, just, yeah. just leave PJ Tucker. Do you know how many times PJ Tucker shot the ball tonight? Um, zero. Yes, that is freaking <laughs> correct. It is zero. You know how many assists he had? Zero. He had one. He had one. Make (laughs) make him make a play in the short roll. Make him hit a shot. Like at one at certain points, we were after we either just let them have that switch with with PJ Tucker. We were basically face guarding PJ Tucker like in the dunker spot. And you know, I I get you don't want to just give up like easy twos, but there's certain points. Just I I don't understand why we were paying so much attention to PJ Tucker. It was driving me nuts all night the man shot zero times had one assist is not a playmaker he's going to infect the game in, in, in different ways but why that adjustment was was never made or just blitzing Harden off of those screens making others there's the the other than Tyrese Maxey the Sixers don't have anyone that I really well maybe melting a little bit but I even still I'd rather them making plays than just letting James Harden have full control of this game which he had from the beginning all the way through the end Yeah, man. And this was like something I talked with Adam on the IG live before the game. I was like, I guess you let Harden just like try to go ISO and just like see if he can keep it up for a full, full quarters because he hasn't looked like that guy all year. And tonight he was that guy, man. I feel like we have to talk about how great James Harden was. He was the best player on the court um, by far tonight. He dominated from the from the opening tip, James Harden was the best player on the floor. Tatum gave him a run for his money at times, but Harden outplayed Tatum. He outplayed Brown, who was dog shit for the JB, second I mean, half of the game. See, our guy said it here, Mitch. Jalen was a no-show. Our guy Mitch here in the chat, Jalen was a no-show for the last three quarters. Jalen had a great first quarter. You know, that second half, I mean, you think about those, what, two or three turnovers he had in a row, the one where he went all the way down the court, did kind of the – it's, it's reminiscent of when we catch JB in a slump with turnovers, when he gets mm-hmm. a little out of control, jump past tunnel with, vision, with, dude. with tunnel vision, nowhere to go, last second, threw it back. I mean, it was basically the same pass as the Brogdon pass. Except, <laughs> like, <laughs> except it was, we had guys <laughs> back on defense. Exactly. Yeah, and then, but even before that, Jalen was making just bad decisions, man. Like, there was one play before he had the string of turnovers where he was coming up on the left wing. Uh, I think he had maybe Horford running down the middle and Smart to his left, and then he had Tatum on the other side of the court wide open and Tatum's hopping up and down like throw me the fucking ball dude and JB just didn't see him and we never got Tatum the ball and Tatum had it going tonight and I feel like we didn't 
look for Tatum enough in this game, even though he probably led the team in shots. I haven't looked at the box score. We didn't yeah. do a morning box yeah, score. Our pets' heads so, are falling off. We're so <laughs> upset. No morning box score. But yeah, Tatum Tatum did lead the way with, with shots at, at 25. And that's the weird part, right? Only 10 shots for, for Jalen Brown. He went 8 of 10, but he only only took 10 shots tonight. And, and some of that was on him. Like, we talked about that Brogdon. We're going to call it the Brogdon possession because that was maybe mm-hmm. one of the worst passes in NBA history. But that was a collective failure of the Celtics, part of which was Jalen Brown, I thought, had an opportunity for, for a shot earlier in the possession and then that just kind of trickled down to a few other players as well yeah and and dude um let's take a quick break quick break and then let's keep talking about all the celtics that played like shit (laughs) we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, back to the shitorama that is Game one of the Eastern Conference semifinal Celtics now trail one nothing to Philadelphia in a game. Dude, it's just it's, you know, here's the thing. Charles Barkley actually said this in, in, in the pregame. And he was right. You know, like Embiid's definitely not playing game two now, by the way. There's, oh, no there's, way. There's, there's zero chance. And now what you've done is you've given them, you know, a, a glimmer of hope. Once again, we've already given them extra days with Embiid because we couldn't close it out in game five against Atlanta. Mm-hmm. You lose tonight. You don't force their hand to feel like they have to put Embiid on the court they've done their job they've gotten they've stolen one in boston you've lost that home court which we just got gifted on a freaking golden platter by the miami heat you cough it right up you vomit all over yourselves throw it right back to the philadelphia 76ers and now they get to rest and beat until the end of the week he gets you know another three more days to likely rest up and then have a chance to come back in game three 
on Friday instead of having to come back on on Wednesday. And God, man, this is it, it's just such a colossal failure. What, what other failure would you like to talk about tonight? <laughs> Dude, I feel like we he's the guy that we probably wouldn't harp on normally because he's such a good guy and he plays great basketball most nights. But Derek White was terrible tonight. Derek is, White was awful. He didn't deserve to be on point. the court. He didn't deserve to be on the court in the fourth quarter. So this was one thing I thought about in the fourth. Number one, on a night where I don't have a lot of good thoughts about Joe Missoula, that was one thing that I was I was happy to see, despite the fact that we've been asking, like, hey, Derek White's a staple. You know, until Brogdon made that pass, Brogdon was having the better night out mm-hmm. of out of him, Derek White, Marcus Smart. That was the that was the correct call in, in the sense of between those three guards, who was playing better. But the other thing, and we talked about this as one of the key matchups, Derek White against Tyrese Maxey. And mm-hmm. Maxi was going to have to outplay Derek White, in my opinion, by a considerable amount for for it to make a, a real big difference. And he did that tonight. Tyrese yeah, Maxi was really go, good in this game. Let's go uh, player A, player B. Which which box score would you rather have, Will? 27 minutes, 1 for 5, uh, 0 for 4, 4 points, minus 15. Or would you rather have 10 for 24, uh, 4 for 4 from the line, 26 points, plus 12, 4 steals, 2 assists? Oh, that's a tough one, Bob. Uh, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with option number two in this scenario, and it's not even close, man. This, and this is this was my, without Embiid, this was the matchup that that I looked to as it's really got to be Maxi, and it's not even close for them to to have a chance. Dude, forget Maxi. Melton outplayed him. Yeah, Mel, okay, that was that was a it was weird not seeing Melton for a lot of that second half with how good he was in the first half. I don't really understand that decision. That's not for us to necessarily dig too much into. That's a that's a Doc Rivers thing. But but yeah, I mean I mean listen, Melton Melton did the first half, Maxi did it in the second half and Harden was great the entire night. Harden was vintage Harden in a little bit of a new age like Harden too. I thought he got I thought he did a really good job getting into the lane and getting certain mm-hmm. shots that that he, he pro- wanted. Dude, I would love to take a look at his shot chart. He probably had six or seven mid-range jumpers yeah it was i looked at it earlier it was it was all basically like you know just outside the you know restricted area just outside the the free throw lane like it's it's not like it's it's all these nice no deep twos no deep twos Mm -hmm. in that in that box score right all just either threes or right inside the paint or just outside the paint uh hard i mean harden came out swinging tonight and i didn't think it was going to be sustainable and I wasn't super worried in that first half, cause, like, just because I didn't think it was going to be something he could keep up. Yeah, and he did it. I, I don't know how if yeah. he's going to be able to do this for how many games in this series, uh, but that's that's the best I've seen James Harden look in a long time. A long Same. time. But the Sixers can just chill now, man. They don't even have to really come out. Like they can, they could, they should put a little pressure on the Celtics in game two. But the Celtics are probably, you know, we know the Celtics, right? Celtics, when they lose a game like this, the Celtics, the Celtics are going to bounce back. We'll probably win by 15 to 20 points in game two. People will be feeling better. Oh, game one was a fluke. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, 30, 30 for 30. You know, all these things are going to happen that we already know. That's the thing that's annoying about this team. Like even before the game, I texted um, our, our group with Mark and Chris, and I was just like, you know what? It's probably like Philly Philly to cover is probably a pretty good bet yeah. tonight because it was like minus nine. If, if we know anything about the Celtics, it's when the other team doesn't have their best players, they're going to play down in the competition. But then James Harden was the best player on the floor. 
you know, just like, I mean, dude, we can go to all the games that I always reference, but the Magic games, the Thunder games, like, this just happens with yeah. this team. Uh, let's see if I can find it here. I know Sean Grandy tweeted something. I'll keep talking. I, I'm going to see if I can find this here, because Grandy sent out a tweet where he listed out basically all of the games where the Celtics should have shown up to win, but didn't. But keep going here while I try Yeah, to and it's up. just like, we we know the script with this team, which is why it's so goddamn frustrating watching them and covering them game to game, because there are just so, so many easy fixes, but like, the 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 easy fixes one night it could be the coach one night it could be the the mentality another night it could be the offensive game plan like there's all these different things that annoy me about the Celtics but then there are the games where they have it all cooking and Tatum is locked in and Brown's locked in and Horford's doing anything on offense like where's Al yeah, Horford Horford's in this a, playoffs? Dude, what is going on with Al Horford right now I know he made a couple of plays on uh on, on the boards and made a couple block shots but. Man, he is in a weird, weird funk offensively. Mm-hmm. It feels he's like not he's not even looking like like Al. It feels Horford. disconnected, right? Like yeah. it doesn't feel it, it. It feels like Al Horford just got traded to the Suns, and he's like how the Suns are all trying to figure out how to play with each other. It feels like yeah. like at one point I saw him and Tatum were running the same action, and it was clear that it was not supposed to be like Tatum was curling, and then kind of Horford was trailing that. I think thinking he was supposed to curl. It, I don't know what's happening with that right now, but it but it feels you know a little bit disjointed. And, uh, you know, here, I just found the, the the Grandy tweet that I was talking about. So here's just a list of some of the games Celtics have had this year with star players out that that they've that they've lost. So we've got Cleveland, no Darius Garland, lost by nine. At Golden State, no Andrew Wiggins, lost by 16. At Denver, no Jamal Murray, lost by 12. At OKC, no SGA, lost by 33. <laughs> At Miami, no Jimmy Butler, lost by three. Versus Phoenix, no Devin Booker, lost by 12. Versus New York, no Jalen Brunson, lost by two. At Utah, no Jordan Clarkson, Colin Sexton, lost by one. That's a little, little generous. At Washington, no Bradley Beal, no Kyle Kuzma, lost by 19. And then game five against Atlanta, lost by two. This is what this team does. Mm-hmm. You know, it. we've talked about it all year. And in the regular season, it's easy enough to, to, to look by and say, hey, it happens. It's one game in a string of four or five over – you know, eight, nine days. Well, now you've given a team that was, as we saw tonight, like we tried to, without being completely dismissive of the Sixers, like they have talent, you know, like yeah. in our, in our preview, we, I, that's why I like almost wanted to try. That's why I tried to do my little W W E E I thing the other day. Right. Like how else can we look at this from the other end? Cause we all felt so well, good about the matchup. And, and remember around, I forget, like it was probably like halfway through the pod. I said, let's zag for a second. Right. And I was like, without Embiid, what does that do for the Sixers? It really opens up their offense to let the other guys on the team have room to just like do their thing and everybody on the court could create. And like, that's not really what happened because it really just came down to James Harden just fucking killing us for four quarters. Yeah, they still but, like really slow most of the time. Yeah, but you know, it, Melton was able to get off. Tobias Harris had around 20 points. Maxi was free to like just be Maxi and transition and that's do what he point. does. Tobias, we give a lot of shit on the show for for not showing up. He showed up tonight. He he did, you know, 18 points, five rebounds, three assists, steal, block, had a couple of big shots. He did what Tobias Harris, what, what they need Tobias Harris to be on a consistent night. If he's that mm-hmm. every single night, like that's a that's a massive win for the Sixers. Yeah, for sure. And I'm just trying to think of like other things at the Celtics. I mean, we only took 26 threes tonight. I know we lived in the paint as we should have, but we only took 20 in the paint. Yeah, only took 26 threes. We made 10. Mm-hmm. Right. So like 
Missoula, I'm sure, is going to be killing himself for that. The fact that we didn't shoot more threes in this game, we lost the quote unquote math game. How many threes did the Sixers hit? I mean, Harden. Uh, they were 17. Had. They were 17 yeah. for 38. So we lost that by seven. You know, I think. And then one of the things that has continually killed this team and. <coughs> Excuse me. It, I'm choking. It was so bad that I, I couldn't even think of it. But 16 turnovers to six for Philadelphia. Just, just, yeah. just once again, and just we bonehead turnovers, bro. Like the most annoying turnovers were the Jalen Brown turnovers because we can all see those happening from a mile away. Jalen gets tunnel vision. He sees a good defender in front of him, and he decides I'm going to go power dribble to my right hand and just try and bowl through you. It's like, bro, mm -hmm. that doesn't work. It doesn't work in the playoffs. It doesn't work against PJ Tucker. Um, let's just stop doing that. Like I thought we learned our lesson in the finals. Like just stop doing that shit. Uh, but, but that was really that, that's where you forgot, Greg. We don't learn lessons. We, <laughs> we, we don't learn lessons. I forgot about that. I that is not that. what this team does. Sack lunches and football is not what this team does. They do not, <laughs> they do not learn lessons. So, all right, let's, let, let's take another break here, Greg, and let's, let's attempt to turn the page. Let's, let's attempt to see what lays beyond this embarrassment of a game one. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, Greg. So Celtics have 48 hours here, basically. Game two, Wednesday night. We're down 1-0. And, you know, we, we've already said, we already feel like we know the script, right? Celtics are going to mm -hmm. come out with a performance that, actually, you know what? To be honest, I don't know if they're going to come up with a performance that makes you feel good or one that just says, God damn, at least they got one. Like, you know what I mean? But they're, they're, I, I feel very confident that they're going to get that one. I don't know how it's going to look, but how does this change the the just the perspective of this series for you? Having having watched the debacle that we watched, I mean, tonight. dude, I was feeling pretty. I was feeling pretty chesty, bro. I was feeling pretty chesty coming into this game. So, I mean, it completely shifts my mindset because mm -hmm. I was expecting the Celtics to win in four or five games. That clearly is not going to happen. Like this is going to be a dogfight now. Um, they're, the Sixers are going to be able to rest and bead for as long as they want. They could rest him to Game Four if they need to, right? If they're in a, if they're down two one going into that's game a win four, for them, right? Based right? on what their their prospects were coming in, their expectations of being two one by Game Four, they're guaranteed that now. So that's a mm -hmm. that's a great point. They might just rest until Game Four. Yeah, and then I mean, dude, I I just think that this team they're just not that good. The Celtics just aren't that good. Like going back to what we started the pod with, like. I think the Celtics should make the finals. I still would probably bet on the Celtics to come out of the East to make the finals. 
but it's not going to be this like buzzsaw of a team that just mm-hmm. cuts through everybody like a hot knife through butter, bro. It's just like not going to happen with this squad because they don't learn lessons. They're not connected enough on either end of the court. And um, they suck in crunch time. Like they yeah. played great in crunch time in gr- game six against the Hawks. But once again, that was against the Atlanta fucking Hawks who had a yeah. new coach who only coached the team for fucking 20 games. You know what I mean? Like we should have beat that team. So when you go up against a, a Sixers team, that has an action that they're going to be able to run whenever they want, especially as RNC Henzo says that drop coverage, how Horford's playing so fatal to us. When we have a scheme that doesn't take away what the other team is, is kind of playing for, then they have an action where they can get a good shot every, every possession. That's pretty much what happened tonight is the Sixers were able to get a good shot almost every possession because we just decided, you know what, we're going to sit and drop and then force them to either make contested threes or uh, long twos. And they got wide open threes and easy twos. So it just didn't work yeah, out. Yeah, not a good combo. <laughs> not a good combo. Not a good combo. So I think this. If, if I had to bet now, now that I know the Celtics lost game one, I'd probably go Celtics in probably Celtics in seven, man, unfortunately. So there. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this, man. So I'm, I'm going to be back in Boston uh, the 11th through the 16th. Okay. During that time, game seven will occur in Boston. Scooped a couple of tickets just thinking, ah. This is no chance this game's gonna happen. I'm just gonna get a refund yeah. on these tickets. Feel like there's a good chance that might <laughs> that we might Damn. actually I might actually be at that game now. And and listen, I, I even predicted that the series was gonna go six, even without knowing Embiid's status. And my think my thought process on that, I didn't think it would be tonight, but I figured there would be at least one or or two stinkers that the Celtics were gonna throw out there that were gonna be looked at as because now I'm kind of just expecting this, right? I'm expecting mm-hmm. this type of of game to happen in a series where you're gonna look back and say, man, we really had to win five or five and a half games in that mm-hmm. series. And that's and at the end of the day, to your point, they might still make the finals. They, it, it's probably going to be a, a struggle to get there. We're going to going to make it there, scratching and clawing our way, and then who knows what waits for you on the other side of the the Western Conference? We know there's going to be a superstar involved because every single one of those teams has has really really impressive superstars on their team, and some of them have, and most of them have multiple superstars on their team. And so, even if it doesn't catch up to you because your talent might. You know, especially if Embiid is not able to come back at a at a reasonable level, your talent should be enough to get you by the remains of Philadelphia, Miami with an injured Jimmy Butler, the Knicks with an injured Julius Randle. You know, the, the talent and depth alone on this team should be enough, should be enough to get them through yeah. those three teams and whichever teams that they play. But there is zero chance it's not going to come back and bite them in the ass if they get to the finals. Like I, I don't, I don't. At this point, I'm not even. I don't know. I don't care who they play in the West. There's no way that this. It's not going to come back to bite you at some point. Maybe it bites them in the ass before that. To be honest, mm-hmm. because some of these other teams play just with a, a better mindset, even if they don't have the talent. I think all three of these teams, at least right now, are playing with a better mindset than the Celtics are. You know, they're coming in and, and fighting for it. They're more focused on a possession-to-possession basis. Like you said, the Celtics hit these highs that are so tantalizing because mm-hmm. they're they're probably the best highs in the league when they're when they're firing, but they just don't do it consistently enough and they don't dig in. These other teams do, but they just don't hit those same highs, but they are more consistent, I think. Yeah, and with the Celtics, another thing, going back to our conversation earlier about just like the script that we understand, it's like when the Celtics get off to a really good offensive start, it's fool's gold. 
almost yeah. all the time because they get off to a great start and then they're like, oh, we can just shoot, we can just shoot threes or get easy layups or just like play the play this Missoula ball that we're playing. And we don't really have to lock in on defense because we're going to be able to get in this track meet and we'll lock in when it matters in crunch time as they did in game six against the Hawks. And tonight it was just like in in the second quarter, I was texting our group and I was like, I don't I don't like this because we think that we're just going to be able to play defense in the last five minutes. And that's exactly what didn't happen. The the Sixers were the ones that went on the run to close the game. I think they went on like a 12 to four or 14 to four run to close that game out. And the Celtics just didn't have it. And it's just these things that we know it shouldn't be so obvious to to fans what's going to happen in a game. And it just is, dude. It just is. Every single game that I watch this team, I'm just like, oh, within the first five minutes, I can tell what type of game that's going to be. Yeah, this is almost the reverse of, you know, because we were, we were reminiscing in our in our group chat today a little bit about, like, the 08 Celtics team. It's mm-hmm. a little bit where they got to a point when I just knew when Rondo was going to hit either KG with that pick-and-pop pass or he was going to mm-hmm. find Ray in the corner, and it was such a good feeling. This is the exact opposite of that. Yeah. This is the feeling of... You know, this is something I've said about Marcus Smart in the past is that I sometimes don't like when he hits a couple three pointers early in the game because then it gives him this, you know, almost false bravado or this this false confidence that, oh, yeah, tonight's the night that I'm going to go for those 11 threes that I hit that one time in Phoenix when we lost and I set a record. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, that's not the Marcus that we need tonight. And I'm just using that as an example. I'm not trying to put that that on Marcus, but it is similar to the way that that this team plays that, you know, I mean. I don't think the guys on TNT who I think are super entertaining. I don't think they're always super, you know, like, oh man, I learned so much in that. Mm-hmm. But they, I mean, they make a good point when you when you shoot 75 percent in the first half, you should be up by more than three. Like, oh yeah, like that's like you can't like the fact that you know if you got into this game, Greg, and you said, hey, Celtics are going to score sixty six points in the paint, they're going to shoot seventy four percent in the first half of this game. And Jason Tatum's stat line will be 39 points, 11 rebounds, and five assists. How confident would you have been in the Celtics' victory tonight? I would have said, oh, Celtics won by 25, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's my point. Yeah. Like, <sighs> oh, Dude. my God. It is, it's just, it's, it's really tough to fathom and kind of wrap your head around. But at the end of the day, it's one game, right? Yep. Seven game series, it's one game. I think a lot of times, because this is the, you know, and especially without Embiid, there was so many, you know, expectations of the Celtics are going to get this, guys. We can't really freak out. We're going to get this. They did what they do. We thought it might change. It mm-hmm. didn't. But at the end of the day, it's one game, six more to go. Celtics are still going to be in this mix. We'll be back on Wednesday. We'll talk all about it. We'll go through game two motions. And, you know, I would be, I'm, I'm going to be, oh my God. So, just for, for those listening, we're not going to be able to, to go live after the game on Wednesday, but myself and Adam will have something for you guys Thursday mid-morning-ish um, to, to cover everything. God, I am going to be so devastated if on that podcast I have to talk about the Celtics being down 0-2. I still can't wrap my head around that. I, I That's a bridge too far, but we're not too far away from that, if we're being 100% honest here. I think the Celtics win by 15 in Game 2. That's my prediction. That's, I mean, I we mean, all, we their, all feel like and you and Adam get to have a nice happy pod on, on Thursday. That's I my wish so, for man. you, my friend. I, I, hope I don't so. have to be a part of that, right? Yeah, I do have to be. <laughs> so Adam and I are going to be going live on IG Wednesday before the game. So I, I can definitely um, get negative with Adam for a little bit before that game. And then you can have the nice positive pod Thursday morning. 
that's what we're hoping for. That's what we're hoping for. Uh, real quick before we get out of here, uh, as we're recording, Phoenix and Denver are uh, in the second quarter of their game. Phoenix with a one-point lead. Pretty low scoring so far, 21-20. to 20. Um, But real quick, let's just touch on the other uh, – let's touch on two things real quick. Number one, Knicks and Heat, game one. Jimmy Butler gets hurt late in the game. I missed the very end of this game, saw some of the highlights towards the end, missed the last about five to eight minutes or so. But mm-hmm. Knicks – I mean, not to the same level of the Celtics blowing game one, but that was a game that felt like they kind of had in hand for a little bit. Jimmy Butler gets hurt, and the Heat still found a way, man. The Heat are just finding a way somehow, some way. Kyle Lowry having a throwback game as well. You know, find, finding a way to get it done. Did you have any impressions on on that particular game? I'm furious you're making me talk even more tonight <laughs> after what just happened. I'm so mad at you right now. Um, but, yeah, dude, I mean, it, the, the fucking – dude, I'm so mad at you right now. Um, Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler was great. Uh, when he sprained his ankle, I immediately knew he was saying in that game. I didn't expect him to be as limited as he was. I, I don't know if they've announced his uh, availability for game two, but I if I were the Heat, I would just rest him. They got the game they needed to. Without Julius Randle in the game, the Knicks uh, looked – very lacking rj mm-hmm. rj barrett was like hey jalen brown hold my beer with the turnovers that he had in that <laughs> game so um i don't i don't see like i said uh on the last pod i said i would pick the heat if randall's limited or injured so i'm sticking with that but now jimmy butler's hurt so who knows um but i'm, I'm sticking with the heat i'm gonna go heat and six in that game in that series and the last thing and this is this is, should be a happy note because this is one of our favorite players can we just do like a minute and a half on just the greatness of steph curry sure Go for it. Just I, I don't really. I, I wanted to kind of just hear your thoughts on it because I was just amazed watching. I, I almost, I said this. I was thinking of this the other day. Is it who's it more fun when Clay or Steph gets hot? I was trying it's to Steph. think. It's it's yeah. I was trying to in my head. I was trying to make a case for Clay, but it's Steph. Fifty points in a game seven. That guy is so freaking incredible. Like I said, if the Celtics are lucky enough to find their way back to a finals, I the Warriors feel like they're gearing up for a run here. This shit ain't going to cut it when we play the Warriors, and we saw that last year. Well, what's great about the West is that we get LeBron versus Steph, which is awesome, and we get that one more time. This might be the last time we ever get to see those two guys go head-to-head in a playoff series, so I'm, I'm happy that we get to watch that as just a basketball fan in general. But then I'm rooting for the Suns because whoever wins, right, LeBron or Steph gets to go up against KD. in the in the western conference finals and that's just got another storyline to it and then who knows you know it could be um if it's warriors versus celtics that's that's a fun finals if it's lakers versus celtics that's a fun finals if it's the suns or the the nuggets it's not quite as fun but there's still a lot of guys that you want to see in big games um and then you just got to hope that the celtics actually fucking get there I was going to say, I, I like that we're ending on the note of the Celtics potentially being in the finals from where we started. But before Greg gets any more mad at me, let's wrap this up. I, I want to get the hell out of here, too. This has been a stressful night. Hopefully, it'll be a lot better when we come to you on Thursday. Like we said, myself and Greg, uh, myself and Adam will be recording that podcast. Make sure you're following us on IG Live. We're going to be doing a lot of pregame shows on there. Greg and Adam will be handling the majority of those. I'll probably pop in here and there, but make sure you're following us at Green MV Pod at Adam Taylor MBA. Those are going to be the two accounts that we're going to be streaming from. So make sure that y'all are tuning in, and we'll be back here throughout the playoffs. But that's going to do it for tonight's episode. Let's put this shit to bed. Let's turn the page. Let's move on to game two. Greg, any final thoughts? And let us know what we go here on the way out. One quick thought. Did you see that the guy compared on IG compared me to a mixture of Derek White and Furkan Korkmaz? 
I did not, but I love that. <laughs> I need okay, okay. Here's 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 my last request to anybody that's still listening to this right now. If you're a graphic designer or an artist of some sort, please make like like try to make me a rendering of that. I need that. I need that. Apparently, I'm looking at it, but I need to see what 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 this what this. Oh, maybe we can do an AI. Oh, maybe we'll talk to our guy Matt Martin. We'll get a little AI mashup of okay. <laughs> what? How do you say his name? Arkan uh, Corkmaz and Derek White. That's yeah, that's apparently what I look like, but I I disagree. <laughs> Anyways, uh, with that, we're going to play you out music from my band down here in Austin, Texas. Hopefully this puts you in a good mood. Skywalking. Peace, everybody. Peace, I wish it that they never seen the stars in your eyes A glimpse of what I'm missing, thinking it's a mirage Ooh, you got me tripping and it's hard to describe But I stick for a minute cause I'm digging the vibe I like the way you're looking at the look in my eyes Don't be casual feelings when it's only a vibe Don't know what the deal is, I'm a typical guy You know the one thing different is the state of your mind I'm like, oh my my, someone throw me a rope I'm getting too damn high, didn't know I could float You could call it a vibe, it's probably all that she wrote But I'd be doing this shit finally if I didn't have hope Cause you know that that embodied that's what go with the flow I can sing a different song if I cannot hit the notes You had me taking off when you took off your clothes It should be coming down by now But I won't let go